welcome. I'm Karen Marsdale, and I'm on staff at the Greater Reading Chamber Alliance. And I'm here today with two young ladies for um, a chat member spotlight. And this is a great spotlight. I think you're going to enjoy it because they are from an organization that no one is unfamiliar with, and that is Humane Pennsylvania. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that name and that the nuance of the, the change of names. But um, I'd like to welcome Lindsay High and Lauren Henderson. So ladies, welcome today. Thank you for being here. So we talked a little earlier um, before we went live about just the sort of little nuance of change of names from what maybe folks would, would think of as the Humane Society mm -hmm, sure. to Humane Pennsylvania. Tell us why the change. Yes, so uh, a couple years ago, uh, 2014, our organization merged with another organization in Lancaster, which is called the Humane League of Lancaster County. So we went from the Humane Society of Berks County to have more of a parent entity, which is known as Humane Pennsylvania. So Humane Pennsylvania is run out of our North 11th Street office. Mm -hmm. We run the Humane Society of Berks County and the Veterinary Hospital in Reading. And then we also run the Humane League of Lancaster County and the Veterinary Hospital in Lancaster. So we have footprints in both counties and serve both communities. So it makes sense. Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about, and you want to get that, that out because there's, there have there or have there not been changes to the programmatic side of what you've always done, if you will. And we'll talk a little bit about maybe mm -hmm. what those programs are. Yes, so we have a handful of programs that are really distinct and unique to the organization. One of which is called Spike's Pet Pantry. So it is a pet food pantry and food Ooh. bank. Food so, bank for pets, yes, I love exactly. that. exactly. Yep. We want to break down any barriers that may result in an animal being brought to the shelter because their family is pet food insecure. Mm. So for us, pet food insecurity is one of the number one reasons why an animal is surrendered. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. a family may fall on hard times. For example, the recent government shutdown really messes with folks' finances, and we don't want an animal to come to us because they can't afford a bag of dog food. We want to be able to give them that dog food and therefore keep that pet safe and happy and secure in the home because ideally a pet is better off you know, on somebody's couch than, than in our shelter. Sure, and you know there is a trickle-down effect because yes. quite frankly you're going to feed your family, your children, et cetera, before mm -hmm. unfortunately you're going to have the opportunity right. to feed your, your pets. Um, so talk to me a little bit. Um, Lauren, about your job is the res you're, you're, you're responsible for events. Yes, events and corporate relations. And corporate relations. Yep. And so, of course, we know pretty much what events do. We'll talk sure. about one big one coming up um, yeah. very shortly. But, you know, in terms of corporate relations, define what that means. Corporate relations is basically working with um, all of the business folks in Berks and in Lancaster County. So forming partnerships with them, and it doesn't always have to be like monetary partnerships. We're not always going after companies for their money. Um, some of it is a donation drive that they're going to host for us over the holidays. Mm -hmm. um, we just met with a chiropractor a couple weeks ago, and they're going to just provide some wellness visits for our staff, which is fantastic. That's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So just. Any type of partnership we can form mm -hmm. with corporations, whether that is monetary support, obviously that's the lifeline of our organization, but just being able to partner with folks in different ways and different corporations that want to contribute to our staff and to the animals we serve. Well, that's wonderful, and I think that most people are, um, I would say if, they're, if they don't um, have an animal, a pet at home, they usually still love to um, um, be a part of something that's so good. What would you say is probably the most important thing 
that your organization does for the good of the community at, at large. Sure, I'm gonna pass And I'm sure that's probably a lot, that's a big question, big isn't question. it? Yeah. Oh boy. Um, so for us, it kind of breaks down into several different ways the organization helps the community. So if I can pick one from each of sure. those uh, sections, that would be ideal. So for example, I mentioned that we run um, a public and open pet hospital. So for our veterinarians, the one of the largest charges that we've had within the community is offering low-cost services mm -hmm. to individuals, spay and neuter services, yep. microchip services. That's huge for us. We um, got a grant from the Georgie Family Foundation mm -hmm. to offer these services throughout the Reading area. So we've been able to do veterinarian clinics and we're going to be doing mobile clinics where we're able to go in the community and serve them where they are. So mentioning that's barriers, if sure, transportation that's a barrier, is a barrier to getting to our vets, we want to take our vets to the community. So that's huge on the vet side. Sure. Um, then also in alignment with that grant, we're going to be renovating, um, pretty much demolishing and rebuilding our shelter. Wow, yeah. big so step, big yeah. step. Big project, big undertaking, but with that we're gonna be able to serve more animals, serve more of the community, and provide a greater number of services. So that will hopefully increase, hopefully the number of animals that are being adopted, and mm -hmm. through the spay and neuter services, maybe we'll see less animals in the, at the get-go. So it's, it's definitely, those are kind of two of our big mm -hmm. missions. And then selfishly from a marketing and branding standpoint, for me, it's really how we position the organization. We have these great little characters that you'll see okay. um, uh -huh. on all of our branding, Spike and Tilly, and they get into it. We dress them up, they wear different costumes, they, um, for the brand, are a really fun and whimsical way to make our branding stand out um, sure, around sure. the community. Yeah. Do you think that, that more education is needed? Because people Absolutely. will sometimes just, yeah. you know, so uh, is there any way that you um, offer, um, obviously when people are coming in, you try as much, mm -hmm. as, as much as you can to educate as to, you know, what responsibility they're taking on when yes. they do um, adopt an animal. Are there other things that you do either off-site or on-site where you try to educate people, particularly the spade and neutering, I think is, is huge. Um, I know that that can be a huge challenge and problem. Yeah. Yes, so we do education programs, we do training programs as well, um, both with our staff and with the community in just helping the community members understand that this animal is great and snuggly and amazing. We really would prefer they don't make more little animals. <laughs> um, just because for us, we really want our community to be able to take care of their animals that they have. Right. Um, for example, again with the Spikes Pet Pantry, breaking down barriers for them to be able to care for that pet. So the training and education part is going to further expand um, with this grant. We are incredibly grateful. We're really able to take a bigger bite out of some of these really intense but very solvable issues. That's great. That's great because I love the way you say the fact that they're intense, they're they a challenge, but they're <laughs> solvable, they're real. So talk a little bit about this this great event coming up because you said you told me it's a, it's unique. So we're 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 sort of event um, driven here at the <laughs> chamber sure. as well. So yeah. I'd like to hear what you think is a unique sure. event. Um, so a little over two months from now um, is our annual Art for Arf's Sake auction. Um, Art for Arf's. Yes. Yes. 
Great name. Um, yes, thank you. Uh, that is definitely our CEO, Carl, at his finest, um, <laughs> coming up with the catchiest of names. Um, but yes, it is unique in a sense that um, it features a silent auction, raffles, live auction, food, drink. None of that sounds unique, but um, it is a two, two and a half hour live auction. It starts at seven o'clock and normally ends around nine or 9.30. And to me, when I first started, I was like, a two, two and a half hour live auction. Like you've, you've got to be kidding me. I go to events and I'm done after like two or three items. Um, but this one is just very lively. It's very entertaining. Everyone really gets into it. It becomes very competitive, all for a really good cause. Um, the live auction alone raises like $28,000 for our organization, which is incredible. I mean, just that one component alone. Sure. Um, and then the event as a whole raises about $100,000 for our organization. So wow. it's, it's a huge event. Very um, worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. And there's just so many moving parts to it. Um, almost 99.9% .9 of the stuff that's up for auction is donated. So we aren't really spending much on, you know, adding to the event and whatnot. So it allows all of the funds that are raised to stay within our organization and we're not having to buy other stuff to sort of complement the pieces. So artists are really generous in donating original artwork to us or experiences or trips and stuff like that, which is fantastic. Okay, so it's more than just art. Oh, it's yeah. experiences, it's other oh, items, yeah. it's things that, that could be used um, you know, by, by a variety of, of different types of tastes and people. Yes, yeah, there's something for everybody. Definitely. Well, um, our time is getting short, but we definitely need to know. So um, art for art's sake. Yep. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. When is it and where is it? It is April 27th. It's a Saturday. It okay. starts at 5.30 and it's at the Santander Performing Arts Center. Oh, so very cool. Oh, very, in yep. very interesting for an event. Mm -hmm. So do you do yes. it in the theater? You do it um, throughout the whole facility? or how The live auction part is in the theater. Okay. So we okay. use sort of that outer area when mm -hmm. you first walk in as like the cocktail hour, the silent auction, the raffle kind of thing for about an hour and a half. And then we transition everyone into the theater for the live auction. And how can people get tickets? They can go to our website, humanepa.org. That's pretty easy, humanepa.org. That is pretty, well, I'm, I'm hoping that you have a wonderful um, experience, that people have fun, and Thank that you raise lots and lots of money for um, yep. our, I should say just not only our four-legged friends, but those that have feathers and, feathers you know, and, sure. and yeah. shells, shells and yes. everything else in between. <laughs> so, yep. well, thank you so much for being here. You do, you. You do great work. Um, I know you believe in the cause, yes. and, um, and thank you for that. It's great to have two um, young professionals who, who really um, care about what's happening here, particularly in our, our world of, yeah. of, of our animals in Berks County. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you.